Welcome back to the Twilight Terrors. I'm your host, Julia, with special guest, Jameson. And this week, we are going to be diving into the case of Anna Walsh, who mysteriously disappeared, and the husband is the main suspect. Although we will be adding in our own speculations, thoughts, and opinions, we do just want to clarify that all of our facts have been found directly from trusted news sources, articles, and um, press conferences. So I think starting off, we'll just kind of dive into the husband who is the main suspect. Um, His name is Brian Walsh. He's 47 years old, and he was arraigned with illegally moving a body and then charged with misleading investigators um, searching for his wife, who is the one missing. Um, Her name is Anna Walsh, and she is 39. So he's been in jail since January 8th. So I think all of this case is like pretty new and like Mm -hmm. relevant. Um, He's pleaded not guilty on all of the charges that have been brought up against him. And prosecutors alleged in Quincy District Court on Wednesday that Brian Walsh killed his wife with whom he shares three children who are two, four, and six. They're all boys. Um, And then just because he wanted to end their marriage. Personally, I mean, I think if you want to end a marriage, you just divorce someone. Yeah. I don't know why you would just have to jump to just killing, but to each their own, I suppose. Um, The criminal complaint against the husband says that he assaulted and beat Anna Walsh to death. Um, I had heard a couple different things previously that it was a stabbing and that there was weapons bought, which we'll dive into later. I don't, I didn't realize that he had beat her to death. So that's kind of interesting to me. A prosecutor, um, named Lynn said, rather than divorce, it is believed that Brian Walsh dismembered Anna Walsh and discarded her body. That all, that almost makes me think that he put some thought into it but he really didn't because he there's all this evidence that they have found against him but they can't find a body so I feel like it's a narcissistic attitude trying to play the system almost I don't know no I completely agree I mean I think he almost thinks that he's going to be innocent until a body's found well newsflash buddy if you dismembered your girlfriend like you don't want her to be found I don't know it's just weird to me I don't yeah he, I feel like he just thinks he's invincible right now, and that kind of, like, irritates me. Yeah, and there's there's more things that come up later in the notes that show why I would think he might be more narcissistic than he's leading on. Yeah. Um, that same prosecutor presented an array of evidence that led to the charges against the husband, including discoveries of Anna Walsh's blood and personal items in a local garbage phone data showing Brian Walsh's movements and his alleged Google searches that related to dismembering and the disposing of a body. Now, these... The Google searches are crazy. Oh my gosh. I literally have no words for these searches. Um, Some of the stuff that he searched was... And these, these searches are all between January 1st and January 3rd. He said... How long before body starts to smell? What does formaldehyde do? How long does DNA last? Can identification be made on partial remains? Dismemberment and the best ways to dispose of a body. How to clean blood from wooden floors? What happens when you put body parts in ammonia? Is it better to put crime scene clothes away or wash them? Hacksaw best tool to dismember 
And can you be charged with murder without a body? That last one is probably what led me to believe that he left all this evidence. But then it's like, oh, I can get away with it if they don't have a body. I mean, those searches should be incriminating enough. Like, it's not like it was just one thing. Like, everything to incriminate him, he searched up. Social media monitors every word you say. Right. When you say, I'm going to, not saying I'm going to, but and it's you literally tweet, I'm going to bomb this place. They report it right. and they come to your house. <laughs> right. Why is this not the case in this scenario? I literally feel like he just, I mean, first of all, why are you searching it on your kid's iPad. That's so suspicious. Like, yeah. I know if your kids have iPads, you have an iPad or at least a computer. Like, at least be man enough to look it up on your own device. Like, don't be using your toddler kids. I don't know. That, like, kind of weirds me out. Um, Anna Walsh was a corporate real estate manager who frequently traveled between the family's home in Cohasset, Massachusetts, and then to her job in Washington, D.C., um, Brian Walsh allegedly told police that his wife left their home for a work trip to Washington, D.C. around 6 a.m. on New Year's Day, but that prosecutor said that there is no record of Anna taking such trip and that the wife's phone continued to ping in the area of the house until around 3 a.m. on January 2nd. So, as we said earlier, he is currently in jail. He's being held without bail and then he's expected to be in court next February 9th, which is actually coming up. That's yeah. that's pretty soon. Um, the couple's children are in custody of the Massachusetts Department of Children and Families, a spokesperson had told CNN. Um, and then someone else said a flood of families have offered to take the kids in so they can all stay together. That is also mind-boggling to me. If Why are they holding them? Is there more to the story that... Well, yeah, I mean, when you say that, like, is there more to the story? Like, why doesn't the kids' grandparents have them or aunts and uncles or cousins? Like, why isn't a family member stepping up to take these kids? Well, they're offering, but it's the system that won't let them out. Oh, that's okay. I took it as, like, other people, like, not... No, it's it's saying that a flood of families have offered to take the kids. Oh, yeah, that's where I'm like, I think it's people I that are related. I read it as a flood of family. No, I think it's other people coming in and asking. So that's why I'm like, why oh, okay. are these kids not with their extended family? Maybe they're not in contact? That's that's what's interesting Maybe to me. But that then also he, makes me believe about the abusive side. Because mm-hmm. he could have been like, you're not allowed to talk to your family anymore. Right. We're cutting off every single person in your life. Yeah. And maybe she tried to leave him, take the kids. Yeah. He didn't like that. And that would take us right like, back no, to like... you're not leaving. That would take us right back to motives, which could be obviously like... We'll go into it here Abandonment. like later, but she was making... I mean, her worth was $2 million, $1.88 million, something like that. That's what her property she was doing business with were like... Like their average value was. Um, so a motive could have been money, but then if divorce was in the picture and he's searching up stuff that same Google search, like, array of things, searching up where is the best place for a man to divorce someone, like, very odd searches, so maybe he was trying to get out of it, and if it was, like, domestic violence, like you said, it could have been her trying to take the kids and get out, and then he just, that was what made him flip, and that was just his kind of, like, breaking point. He needed to be needed. Yeah. Yep. 
Um, let's see. Prosecutors say that Brian Walsh's phone data shows he traveled to several apartment complexes in different towns where they accused him of disposing evidence in dumpsters. And then two surveillance videos from the complexes show his Volvo and a figure fitting his description throwing bags into the dumpsters. And then the saddest part of this all is that the trash from the dumpsters were incinerated before investors could sift through it. So if, if for some terrible reason her dismembered body was in those bags, they will they never have, find they her. Have no, they have no evidence. Yeah. There's no, yeah, there's going to be no evidence with her body whatsoever if that's the case. Um, That was my first thought. Yeah. Because what if that's what he had figured out? He left all of this evidence. Right. But he was like, I have to get rid of that body. Mm -hmm. I know when this is getting done. Mm -hmm. I have to plan it around this. I feel like he had some sort of. Yeah. I I completely agree. I completely agree. I I think it was definitely planned to some extent from that angle. But investigators were able to track down trash from the husband's uh, where he allegedly threw away more trash at his mother's home in Swampscott, a town about an hour north of the Walsh's home. So going back to the whole where the kids are, if he's in contact with his mother and he's dumping his trash there, do you think his parents were in on it to some extent? That's what I was thinking, and I was going to mention that because that's an interesting point of view because we like, might have a reason for why the wife's parents right. weren't, didn't come around. It could be because they were grieving the loss of their daughter, right? or it could be that they she burned a bridge mm-hmm. and they don't speak anymore, mm-hmm. and the man's like a mama's boy. Yeah. And... It's definitely an angle to look at. I mean, you can't really rule that out. And, like, that's that's our opinion. That's not, like, confirmed or anything yeah. that, like, his mother was involved at all. But I think it's definitely a possibility. And it's not like he's driving 15 minutes away. We know he dumped trash at other close apartment yes. complexes. So why are you taking that an hour north? That's, like, that's a decently far drive. So I, I think that's interesting. Um, from that location, 10 trash bags of evidence were found at a garbage collection station containing apparent blood stains, a hacksaw, hatchet, towels, rags, gloves, a heavily stained rug, and a Tyvek suit, which if you don't know what that suit is, it's a near total body covering often used to protect from contaminants or hazardous materials. So... He's definitely wearing that to not get anything, like, on his clothing, it seems like, or to get anything under, like, his nails or any type of DNA off of him. Yeah. Or, like, anything else from the materials he's using to, like, clean up the crime scene or something. So that's an important, important detail, I think. Um, And then in the bags, investigators also found Anna Walsh's COVID-19 vaccination card, a Prada purse she carried, and a part of a necklace consistent with one she can be seen wearing in photos. So it's definitely, I mean, that's a lot of evidence to be left behind. Like you look at a lot of crime cases these days and there's, and there's like nothing. no evidence, no leads, nothing to go on. He left a crap he ton left, of stuff. That's what made me think that he's trying to play the system almost like, oh, I can get away with this. Yeah, you can't catch me type of deal. Like, mm-hmm. oh, this is going to be easy. Mm-hmm. Um, then reading some more notes, it says, additionally, a search of the couple's home uncovered bloodstains and a bloody knife in the basement. 
Um, blood was also found in Walsh's car. Police observed a plastic liner in the back of his car the day Anna Walsh was reported missing, but the husband later told investigators he had thrown the liner away. So he's just straight up incriminating himself. Yeah. He's literally admitting, yeah, I had it in there, but I threw it away. He's just cocky and arrogant, it seems like to me. Um, the husband appeared stoic as the prosecutor read searches aloud in court. So these are the ones that we had mentioned earlier, like how long before body starts to smell. Um, only shaking his head when the prosecutor said he had made some of the searches on his son's iPad. The first she said was on December 27th, what's the best date to divorce a, divorce for a man? So he's, he's so like egocentric. It's not like where's the best place for a couple to divorce. It's for a man, for himself. He's just selfish. Yeah, and... I, I'm circling back to this because it's just all piecing together because it's just a full narcissist. It's, yeah. It's an abusive situation. He could have belittled that woman because mm-hmm. she was worth she had. Oh, yeah. She could have left. And I think that's probably like people like that too, like men specifically who are like that. If your partner is doing well or succeeding and possibly doing them. better than you you want to degrade them so they're yeah. lower than you so the, yeah they need you absolutely and then this is just a side note that i just want to talk about how many brian's does it take all of like the recently like big murders the suspects have been named brian we have the idaho murders brian koberger and then this case brian walsh and then let's not forget brian petito and the whole gabby petito case why are they all Brian? Like, I, I don't know. What's going on with that name right now? Um, going back to some evidence, um, at a Home Depot on January 2nd, prosecutors say Brian Walsh wore a face mask and rubber gloves as he purchased mops, brushes, tape, a Tyvek suit with boot covers, buckets, baking soda, and a hatchet. Um, the prosecutor had previously said he had spent about $450 at the store. That's a lot of supplies. And that's just crazy that right out in the open, he just bought all that stuff together. Right. Thinking no one would be like, that's a little weird. Right. I don't. So part of me thinks it was unplanned. It was accidental. But then part of me is like, this was very premeditated. I do feel like it was premeditated to some extent, but I feel like one thing happened and he flipped and just like scattered a plan together and then just sent out because it did seem like he was in some sort of like a hurry to buy all these supplies if you're buying them in big groups like that um he also went to home goods that day and bought three rugs and then two days later he allegedly went to home goods and tj maxx where he bought towels bath mats and men's clothing he then went to lowe's where the prosecutor said he purchased squeegees and a trash can so he's just shopping I mean, he's going on a full-on spree at this point. Like, it's a full-on shopping spree. It's incredible how he just has no problem with just doing anything you possibly could to incriminate yourself. I don't know. Um, At the time of the disappearance, this is kind of going back into Anna and, like, her net worth. Um, She had a real estate portfolio worth nearly $2 million, according to CNN's analysis of publicly available documents. 
And then since 2018, she sold at least four properties worth more than $2.7 million and had at least four remaining with an estimated value of $1.88 million. That's some big money. I mean, it to me, it seems like it would it would have some some degree of like influencing his motive. Yeah. Like for sure. Felt little, but I think it has to play some type of part in it. Yeah. I think it's like jealousy came in and like rage probably came in from that and it led to multiple things. But um Gillespie said she made note of the defendant's reaction as prosecutors listed what they said was the incriminating evidence. He just kept eye contact with them the entire time, staring at prosecutors. It going back to that main theme of really his personality, yeah. like the psychoanalysis like profile they're putting on this guy is just the most narcissistic narcissistic, egocentric person that I know. It's it's always the cocky ones. Yeah. For sure. Um, he was asked one or two questions from the judge and he spoke very confidently saying he's pleading not guilty, Gillespie reported. But that stare is really what caught my eye. He was just listening very, very intently. I, I think deep down he's convinced himself that he's innocent and he will not be convicted without a body being found. I think he doesn't care how much he leaves behind, how much evidence they have on him. Without that body, I don't think he thinks he'll be incriminated yeah. or imprisoned or anything. Mm-mm. We should have looked up the law about that to see. Yeah, true. What that is. True. Can you? Except I don't want to have the search history of a serial killer. <laughs> I'm not going to search it on my. We can show. Cell we can phone. show our podcast. Um. You know, we. Were, I'm looking at questions that I had kind of like wrote down in the beginning of this to see after we talked if I could answer any of them and like a lot of them I've already talked about money being a potential motive ending marriage without divorce so he just went to killing her I don't know how he jumped to that conclusion if that was another motive um was she incinerated with the bags of trash before authorities could get to it why did the kids go to family services versus other family members that's just very odd to me and he's just extremely sloppy. He left way too much evidence. I mean, I like, has he even watched a murder show? It's kind of pathetic. And then the last question I wrote down early on was, could this have been an abusive household? Was Anna trying to take the kids and get out? And then is that what made Brian flip? So there's a lot of unanswered questions, obviously. Like, number one, where's her body? Um, I'm intrigued to see how court will go in February. I feel like that could go really well or really bad. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess we can do another like follow-up mini episode um, when the trial happens and when more information comes out. But I'm definitely waiting to hear an update on this case because this is an interesting one. It really is. He it's went scary. He went to great lengths to buy the supplies and like, I don't know. Spent I mean, big dollars. If he did kill his wife, like... The fact that you would dismember your own wife, it's just sad. Like, who does that? I mean, a report suggests that 61% of women killed by men were killed by a current or a former partner. That is crazy. Those are that's crazy a, That's a staggering stats. statistic, yeah. That's it's like, you're, you're more than likely, if you are to get murdered, 
It's by the person you married. That's sad. That's really sad. It's it's crazy. And it's the fact that they were married for so long, too. Like... You just woke up one day and was like, I'm going to kill my wife. Yeah. Like, I don't understand what makes... What drives someone to that point. And my thing is, as much as we try to study the people who think like this, we try to read the messages, dissect their brains after they die, scan their brains, give them tests, do all these things, but we can't really understand them unless we are them. Yeah. You don't know what goes through someone's head. You don't know what goes on exactly inside someone's head. But the people who think like that are out there killing people. Right. (laughs) And so we have no chance of finding out well what really happens we talked about this today and i showed you this i saw a tiktok and some guy was like let's take everyone's let's collect dna from everyone who's dead like take their fingerprints and then run it through a database of unsolved crimes and compare it with all like dna found on these people do you know how many killers that would probably find like all of those cold cases out there oh yeah i think it's a great idea i think it should be implemented personally I think so, too. But that's just our opinion. <laughs> and that was kind of off topic, but, like, not really. I don't know. It's, it's no. relevant to true yeah, crime. that was valid. But, yeah. Well, that is all we have on this case, really, until there's an update in February. Um, so, I guess we will talk to you guys next week. And thank our guest, Jameson. She's been wonderful, and I was <laughs> so glad to have her on here. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye.